These are my confessions, the iced coffee confessions with Suzette. Good morning, loves. Welcome to episode four of the iced coffee confessions. This likely feels like the WYD text version of a podcast. I'm so sorry, y'all. I feel like Aaliyah, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope episode to listen to. I'm gonna stop corny. (laughs) But anyway, I know it's been such a long time since I have done an episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions, but I'm here. And I appreciate those of you who have tapped me on my shoulder like, when is the next episode coming? Going through a really interesting period of self-reflection and really thinking through some next steps, both personally and professionally. And so I had to do a little bit of stepping back to really make sure that the lanes were clear in terms of uh, me being able to really think through some things. But I'm here. I'm back. We're doing this. Episode four, live and direct. Thank you for your patience. I love y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> if this was a 90s R&B song, this is the part where the beat would drop. And, you know, I might put in a little hoo Anyway. I'm so excited to be back doing episode four with you all. And it took me a second to be like, where do I pick up? Do I start something new? And I actually was like, you know what? We are going to finish the conversation that we started way back, 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 back. (laughs) When I um, started part one of the conversation about getting my eggs frozen, I think that that would be a good starting place. And then we can go to some other places in the other upcoming episodes. And so diving kind of right back in, I would say that the egg freezing process is probably one of the most humbling things I've ever been through in my life. Mind you, I've had four other surgeries. And while I wouldn't say that egg freezing is technically a surgery, the amount of thought, the intensity, the amount of times you go into a doctor to get an intrauterine probe (laughs) to count and measure the size of your follicles. It's just extremely humbling. And when I think back to my very first consultation, I went into the office and told my doctor, I was like, listen, I'm getting old. I need to freeze my eggs. And he looked at me. He was like, you're not old, but we can freeze your eggs, right? (laughs) And, And I think the thing that's really important to understand about the egg freezing process is they literally don't just throw you onto a table and put your legs in stirrups and say, go. Um, there's a lot of education. I would say that happens on the front end in terms of really helping you, one, understand the options, two, really make sure that you're clear on what the changes to your body may or may not be, three, to ensure that you really understand what it means to give yourself injections. And four, it is a time commitment. And so I walked in with the mindset of, I want to get this done as soon as possible. And as soon as possible, still um, took almost a month to get through my first cycle of egg freezing. And and I'll say the thing that um, people also, I think, maybe have a misconception about is the fact that like egg freezing is kind of like the be all end all. My doctor actually was like, you know, my preference would be for you to try to get pregnant Normally, because egg freezing is still so new that they don't know what the longer term effects are on a child, right? And so like egg freezing is maybe like 20, 30 years old. And so those millennial babes, the first round of frozen eggs, (laughs) 
are still making their way through life. And so there is not like a long distance of history about health effects and, and what it ultimately means for a child that is born that way. And so and my doctor was straight up. He was like, my preference would be that we um, try to have babies naturally and you're still young enough to do that. I think that was reassuring to me that I hadn't let my eggs completely turn to powder, right? <laughs> like maybe at some point, if I decided to try for a natural birth, I could do it. And that freezing my eggs would be kind of a backup plan. And so after we had kind of that initial talk through consultation, we went in and he counted my follicles. And it's crazy, right? It's actually really, really nerve wracking to sit there and be looking at the insides of your pelvis <laughs> on an ultrasound machine and to watch a doctor start counting. And, you know, he's like, one, two, okay, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm like, okay, on one side. And then he's counting the other side. And I'm like, oh my God, am I okay? Do I have eggs in there? What's going on? What does it mean? And after our first kind of consultative ultrasound, he saw that I had 19 follicles, which he was like, I'm above average. That's great. You know, I'm in good condition to be ready to begin the process for egg freezing. So we began the process. Um, I will say that it is intense from a place of you then have a nurse practitioner that like kind of maps out your schedule for the next period of a month or so. And so I started at the end of January with the goal of being able to retrieve by mid-February. So my schedule is pretty rigorous. So I literally felt like I was going to the doctor every other day, although it might've been like two or three times a week. And then the closer that you get to triggering so that you're maturing the eggs so that they can be prepared for freezing the more frequently you go. So I believe that week I probably went in about four times, right? What I will say I have a new appreciation for is actually, and I think I mentioned this, the cost of the medication, but then also giving myself the medication. So I became, I will say, probably like my own episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I had gloves. I had my like set up in the bathroom. I'm like measuring like shots to make sure they're perfect. I'm wiping myself down with alcohol swaps and making injections into the right sites. And <laughs> I look back on that time now and I'm like, it's so funny, but still really, really intense to be thinking about the fact that I was injecting myself every single day and having to remember to switch sides and waiting to see how my body cope with it. and. For me, the biggest change was actually enlarged breast. And my breast didn't need to get any bigger, but my boobs, I'm like, oh my God, I've got like helium in these things. <laughs> and I also experienced just like quite a bit of bloating, I think. And I wouldn't dare compare the experience to pregnancy, but I was just a lot more cognizant of the changes going on in my body and just feeling like very full in my abdomen. And just very aware of like everything that was happening. And what's beautiful about it is like, to some extent, it was like, I'm preparing my body for motherhood in a really special way. And so such a special, special time. And what I also really appreciated about my center, um, you could, I went to sometimes a center in Redwood City, California, or I would drive up to the city, depending on what day of the week it was. Um, you had an opportunity really to meet with all of the specialists 
um, and build relationships with all of them and just felt really supported and taken care of by the staff at Spring Clinic. And so really thankful to have been able to go through the process there. And so the weekend that I triggered, um, I triggered mid-February on a Saturday. And it was interesting because I'm like, wait, I'm going to get my eggs frozen, right? So I triggered on February 17th in my doctor's office. And, you know, it's kind of like, or no, I didn't trigger the doctor's office. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You go to the doctor's office, y'all, and they tell you what time to trigger. So I triggered that night on the night of February 17th. And I'm sorry, I was just processing that last doctor's appointment because it's exciting. They take like your blood and they're looking at your hormones and they're like, okay, you can trigger today. And just being a little overwhelmed by the fact that like we were beginning the process of maturation so that the eggs could be frozen. And then I went in on the morning of February 19th to have my eggs frozen. So the biggest question that I have gotten is, are you awake when this happens? What happens during the process? Um, You are not awake. So they actually give you um, anesthesia, mild anesthesia, so that you're knocked out as the doctor goes in to retrieve the eggs. Then you go into the recovery room for about an hour and a half. And then you wake up. Now, what I will tell you is, again, I've mentioned this before, I've had four major surgeries and waking up from egg retrieval is by far the worst pain I've ever woken up from in a surgery in my life. (laughs) I literally opened my eyes and all I could say was, wait. Now, I want to note that everybody has a different experience with that pain. I personally would love for a doctor to give me some like Percocet, like some thousand level ibuprofen, like something that like maybe put a pain pump in there. That's what I've had for other abdominal surgeries. I just literally was not prepared for the pain, much less the cramping afterwards. So I just thought that, you know, because I've had friends that are like, oh, you know, I um, got my ex retrieved in the morning and was at a holiday party in the evening. Let me tell you, if it was not for my friend Julie and the love that she has for me and the fact that she was kind enough <laughs> to let me sleep in her bed all day because um, I retrieved in San Francisco and I literally like I parked in San Bruno and thought that I could just, you know, take a nap and then go home. I didn't leave Julie's house until five o'clock in the morning. And I was done with my procedure by about like 10. Like I literally, I can't even describe the pain I was in. (laughs) There were moments when I was like, why did I do that? There were moments when I was like, I've never felt the intensity of gas that I am feeling right now in my life. There were moments when I was like, I never had no periods this bad. There were moments when I was like, the children that I have frozen cannot go back where they came from. We're gonna have to get a surrogate because I can't do this kind of pain twice. Like again, I don't want to equate it <laughs> to pregnancy. <laughs> I was like, okay, future babies, this was fun. We're gonna have to find you somewhere else to cook, right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like I've thought some more about doing a second cycle. First cycle, we were able to get 12 eggs and 10 of them were mature which is really, really exciting because the other thing I have to own, I took birth control longer than I was supposed to. So they were thinking they might have to wait longer to trigger. And fortunately, my levels were at the point where it was fine to still trigger. But I will say it's really, really important to pay attention to all of the instructions and the calendar 
and the instructions on the calendar because I was still taking birth control. And they're like, you're supposed to have to stop taking birth control like five days ago or 10 days ago. It was like, anyway, Suzette didn't read all of the instructions. Nevertheless, (laughs) what I will say is it was a special experience. I feel like, I don't know, like a level of satisfaction, of joy, knowing there's some potential and possibility there. I know that my specialist in particular prefers that you have 20 eggs just so that you can guarantee that you get one child out of it, you know, for a number of different reasons, how the eggs react to sperm, how they live on, like there are another, a number of competing factors to determine whether or not these eggs will get fertilized. Just the mere fact of knowing it's somewhere out there, a piece of me is waiting for the possibility of becoming life just feels really, really special. And so that excites me. It makes me happy. I know my mother's like, are you using these eggs in the next year? And I'm like, God, I don't. Who the daddy mom? Who is the daddy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've been thinking a lot about how to introduce my eggs into the conversation. Should they come into a conversation when dating? I would want to let a potential partner know, especially if we got far enough down the path of building something that there are some eggs in San Francisco that I would at some point like to use. The other thing, so pausing here for a second, the other thing that you should know about egg freezing is that you actually have some designations that you have to make, um, some legal designations. And so the first was I had to make a decision about what would happen to my eggs if I died. And y'all, that was crazy. Like thinking about leaving this earth before I got an opportunity to even think about using those eggs and what would happen to them mess with me for a few minutes. I was like, crap, like, what would I want to happen to these eggs if I died? And so I I decided that if for any reason I leave this earth unable to use those eggs, um, that they should be donated to a family in need, which makes my heart really, really happy that a piece of me would still be here, even if I am not. Um, the other designation you have to make is what happens if you just never have to use your eggs. And so I believe I said that they would be donated to science. Um, and the last kind of designation you make is what would you do with your eggs if you for some reason can't pay your Cairo bill? And I was like, destroy them. Yeah, I ain't gonna use my eggs if I can't use my eggs. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how I'll introduce the idea of egg freezing to a partner. Like, hey, have some eggs. I'm going to try them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works, but we have some time. I still am a ways out from being ready for motherhood. Um, to be very honest with you all, I'm just trying to give myself the best possible opportunities to be a mother when that time does come along and hoping that with or to some extent without a partner that we come to a positive outcome. And so the biggest lesson, a little bit of tea that I'd give myself at the end of this episode is don't take so long to get episodes up. Use this as your place of creative outlet and sharing. Have a good day, y'all. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions. We'd love to stay in touch with you. You can find us on social media, via Facebook at Iced Coffee Confessions or on Instagram at The Real Iced Coffee Confessions. See you soon.